you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures somewhat steady on this Friday as the market absorbs the Netflix quarter, these layoffs at Alphabet, and the final blast of Fed speak before the blackout window begins. Big options expiration today, by the way. Our roadmap begins with Netflix smashing subs growth, a leadership shift, and the stock is surging. Plus, tech layoffs, well, they are spreading. Alphabet is going to be axing 12,000 employees. Wayfair cutting about 10% of its workforce. And Elon Musk called to testify, expected to take the stand as soon as today in that trial over that 2018 funding secured Let's begin with Netflix uh, beating expectations by adding almost 7.7 million subs in Q4. Company also announcing some changes in the C-suite. Reed Hastings has stepped down as co-CEO, staying on as executive chair. COO Greg Peters has been elevated to co-CEO, serving in that role alongside Ted Sarandos. Here's what Hastings had to say about those moves on the earnings call last night. I couldn't be happier to complete our succession process. Um, it really started about 10 years ago with the board, um, trying to think through um, how could this work. They both have uh, such amazing uh, talents and gifts, and to find a platform um, where they've been able to contribute is, is uh, fantastic. As he said, after 21 years, they've had a good start. Jim? What a clinic they put on last night. It was truly joyful. Uh, it was definitely Super Bowl worthy, and I think the one of the things that really amazed me was that They've been working at this succession for 10 years. I mean, they have, David, they know how to do a succession. They are successful successionists. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's not unimportant, something we do talk about, but certainly probably number one on the responsibility of a board of directors. And you heard Mr. Hastings say 10 years. That's what you want. You want a long-term plan in terms of what are we doing and how are we going to go about executing it. And, it, you know, it does stand in contrast, for example, to Disney. We have to... You had to bring qu- Disney up. Well, just quickly mention that, in fact, no, it, didn't go, it didn't go well no. there. We know that. Uh, and there are any number of other companies where it doesn't go well. In this case, uh, certainly you would have to expect uh, that they are getting praise for a well-executed plan. Well, look, Sarandos was doing a great deal of work. Uh, I always felt he was taking, you know, a little bit, a little, an eighth of it more each quarter. And, and, and Peters, I mean, I've got to tell you, he, he was doing the ad-supported tier. That was his deal. And I felt that one of the great stories, storylines in this amazing conference call and then Q&A was the, uh, the ad tier looks like it's going to be big. I, I think that, that this is, we don't have a lot of stocks anymore that, that are ethereal stocks. Right now, you got to make things, you got to do stuff, you got to return capital, your stock can't be way out of whack with the PE multiple. And uh, this one is the one that's defying that. Remember, we used you know, Tesla doesn't anymore, Google layoffs, Salesforce. No, this is the only one that the people who have no discipline and love the market and thinks it's great, 
they can huddle in this. Uh, well, there is a lot in there. There's the free cash flow guidance, the operating margin guidance, and Jim mentions the ad tier, uh, even entertaining at least the notion of an ad tier that's free. Here's what his, uh, Sarando said about that. We're open to all these different models that are out there right now, but we've got a lot on our plate uh, this year, uh, both with the um, uh, paid sharing and with our launch of advertising and continuing to this slate of content that we're trying to drive to our members. So uh, we are keeping an eye on that on that segment um, for sure. What do you make of these uh, these transitions, Jim? Well, I think the transitions are going to work very well overseas. I think people are going to not care. Uh, you're going to get a sign up a lot of people that way. Uh, and I'm going to offer a... <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to offer something that I've been thinking a lot, a lot about that helped them. Now, they always talk about the idea that, well, you know what, there's still so much room. Linear TV is this. They have such a small percentage. No. No, David. That's no. David, the secret. You know how the secret with, uh, with Dustin Hoffman was plastics? Yes, in the graduate. Okay. Yes. What's the secret with Netflix? I don't know. Tell me. Titles. Excuse me? Titles. 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 Okay. Well, look, before this started, titles were for losers. Now, that, that of course, there are people who criticize me for that. But when they, we launched the top top 10 non-English series nearly every week. Now, I, before this, I never watched South Korean, Spain programming, Colombia's programming, Japan. I never watched a lot of Polish programming, the, the German programming, Mexican programming. They became a company that realized that with titles – you can go have fantastic Estonian movies. You can. You can. But and, that was brilliant. And, and they are, they program to these local markets and they have scale. They have, they have scale unlike any other direct-to-consumer right. brand out there. Uh, I should say direct-to-consumer streaming company. Yeah, but all quiet um, on the Western Front, okay? Yeah. German movie. Yep. Just, uh, yeah, led the, in the BAFTA nominations yesterday. Now, came yeah. in first. Not everything crosses borders easily, Jim, when it comes to content. Some things do. Um, Squid Games, obviously, being a great example of, of a hit that cost them virtually nothing and no. was made in South Korea. But some things don't. But you're right. The scale is incredibly the important here. Amazing. And it's the, one of the key reasons why they're talking about $3 billion in 2023 free cash flow and sort of this inflection point and as much as $4 billion in free cash flow for 2024. That gives you a multiple there. Right. We're about 30 right. times, right? right? Now, but who are the, I mean, do the other guys have have a lot of Polish films? No, I don't believe what they the do. Other guys, what are, what the, other the other guys, guys also don't have a lot of free cash flow coming out of their direct-to-consumer I mean, direct you know, businesses. Or they also don't does. have Metallica, Kate Bush, The Cramps. I had The Cramps this morning. Mm. That's, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Probably too much information. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, okay. all this good news, I mean, stock was one, stock's doubled from 170 here. Well, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. now people, it's very funny because, you know, on the way down, everyone really abandoned ship. Now people don't know what to do. They all, so many holes. It's funny. I've heard this morning, though, that perhaps uh, it, is, it, it is not being quite as well received as you might expect, given the numbers and the quality of the call, because there is a, a question as to whether they're, they're pulling forward certain revenues as a result of cracking down on password sharing. You can only do yeah, okay. that for so long, but that was and a- then the benefit is realized, and that's it. And so maybe it's a bit more muted uh, response than we might have anticipated, given the strength of the numbers, because well, there is a belief of a pull forward to some extent. I, I don't buy that. I okay. mean, I am, by the way, my avatar is Jimmy Chill. On Netflix. Uh, but, David, here's why I don't buy that. I don't buy it because this was one of their old-fashioned calls where they talked about a plethora of content. And that overrides anything. Yep. 
David, they have so much stuff. Did you watch Troll? No. From Norway? I, I knew you didn't. Did you watch Takedown from France? You, you know, I haven't but watched any of Where were you with My Name is Vendetta from Italy? No, or I Loving Adults from Denmark? I missed that, Well, too. you have a lot to do. <laughs> and now, I want to be really clear. Everyone thinks right now that he's being facetious and making jokes. No, the Netflix that I love, and I told Ted Sarandos this when I saw him, is the, net, is the Netflix that is dominated by content. This was a content it is. However, investors are also going to be happy about the fact that the cost for that content is not necessarily going higher, right? right. They're still sticking around $17 billion. Are you, are and you? So rationalizing your content spend, and that's the story across the board here for this industry that we've been talking about now for a number of years, whether it's Disney, whether it's Warner Brothers Discovery or Paramount, everybody's got to rationalize their content costs at this point because they do need to start to get to actual free cash flow so in these businesses. Per, are you perhaps alluding to the $1.5 billion loss that we didn't know about in the DTC part of Disney that we learned about on the comms call? Are you alluding to that? I'm alluding to the fact that, that Warner Brothers Discovery, for example, has uh, taken impairments on a lot of content previously, is now looking not necessarily just relying on their direct-to-consumer business for everything and not having a walled garden but still selling I'm just rely. I'm, I'm talking about the fact that across the board, Jim, you're going to have this is the new world of streaming. It's not about spend, 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 subscriber, subscriber, no. subscriber. It's about let's make some money. No, it's no. You don't agree it's, with that? No, it's about having an amount of quality programming that just says, as they said at the beginning of the call, you come in on Monday and someone watch Wednesday. I'm talking about everybody but Netflix. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the rest of the industry. Netflix is the only one that has. Talks about free cash flow at all. Well, it's the only one that has things that people watch. It's the only one that the actually world. has it. Look, I mean, Harry and Megan. I, 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 I Will Froster. I mean, come on, Sea Beast. Uh, yeah, they put out a sizzle reel yesterday that has stuff all year long coming with Gal Gadot oh my and God. Chris it's... Hemsworth and Jonah Hill. And, and they Eddie have Murphy. it for everybody. I mean, I did not, did not watch Syntonia S3, Young Royals 2. I didn't watch Alice in Borderland 2. They, David, here's what they're doing. They are producing something for everyone on Earth. The other guys are producing stuff I already saw. You know Formulaic. It, does, it doesn't fit with your Life is Short thesis. No, I no, know. We doesn't. were stuck when we were doing Life is Short. We said that Netflix is the one that breaks the mold. Interesting. Because you want, this is something you still want to stay home and watch because you learn. And, and it's explosive. I mean, you know, David, I, I've never seen. It's, it's like. When, when a, a Danish programming, I, I wouldn't watch. I mean, now I did, I now watch ma- a mayor of, of Kingstown with titles because if I don't have titles, I'm not watching. <laughs> you mean subtitles? If, if anybody should understand that dialect, it's you. Oh, oh, yeah. mayor. Oh, hold on, mayor. Kate Winslet. <laughs> yes. I said, oh my God, someone talks right. Someone it's it. a drama. It was an HBO. Bobby was a drama. It was an HBO show. Just to- I know it's a. Oh yeah, you're in the pocket of. I'm in so many pockets Zaz. that I'm in nobody's Zaz. pocket. Zaz. 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 HBO's David doing Zaslav great. is the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. Yes. With, if you read anything about about Walls, about anything about entertainment, he's always mentioned. I think it's because his name is Zaz. <laughs> it's a great his name. name. I don't know. Let's say if his name were Kramer. Cram? <laughs> my first byline at the Tallahassee Democrat, they said Jamer Kramer. They got it wrong. I was Jamer for a year and a half of my life. There's a little data that you didn't have. Thanks so much, Jim. Oh, things I learn act, here all the time. Don't act as if you're tired. Well, you want to talk about Lily? Okay, I can go I don't there. want to talk about Lily. No. You no. Want to- I wanted to talk about 
alphabet, but you talk too much. Now we gotta, <laughs> now we gotta talk, talk about it later. After the I break. talk yeah. too much. <laughs> well, why don't you just go, why don't you say it? Say it on TV. I'm not, I, I no, because I'm, I'm Gandhi. I think they had Gandhi. No, I'm, I'm, I'm F. Murray Abraham. You are. Different. In what sense? White Lotus or uh, Amadeus? I feel like I can be like F. Murray Abraham in White Lotus, who really? I thought should deserve. I also thought, and I was very glad. I think you're a little more like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. That Carmi got the, that Carmi's winning everything from the bear. Oh, yes. He's everything. Great. That was great. That was a great show. Hulu. What, what did the kids get? Hulu. Last quiz. I know they want us to go. What, did, what was in the juice for the kids? The money. Xanax! Oh, Xanax when he's the kids. I thought you were talking about the tomato. He can. needs to See, he has to have I watch the show. He has to have subtitles. Going down some rabbit Why does he have to quiz me all the time? I don't on know. Everything? I like it, though. I You're wanna... used to taking quiz questions. Can I be Burnthal? I really want. I, I told my sister I want to be Burnthal. Or, or you can't. You can't just be Burnthal. Well, we got the A block covered on Netflix. We'll get to Alphabet after the break and talk about some of these layoffs, the return of uh, Sergey and Larry, uh, and what it means, uh, some of these competitive threats on AI. Take a look at futures on this Friday. Busy session ahead. Don't go anywhere. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Google parent Alphabet joining the ranks of big tech companies announcing large-scale layoffs. company says it plans to eliminate about 12,000 jobs, or 6% of the global workforce, in an effort to reduce costs. In a memo to employees, Alphabet and Google CEO Sundar Pichai said, quote, I take full responsibility for the decisions that led us here. Over the past two years, we've seen periods of dramatic growth. To match and fuel that growth, we hired for a different economic reality than the one we face today. Jim says we got to make tough choices. Yeah, well, that's how many people they added last year. They want to have 9.5 billion in CapEx. I think CapEx is the way to really start saving money, not people. But they did have too many people. And it turned out that that we never really thought how levered Alphabet was to lend to advertising. And it turned out that advertising is having a big turn down this country, including them. And, you know, David, the spending's on AI. Everyone's talking about the spending on AI. And they even referenced that in the Googler's goodbye note. It was spending, they're spending a lot of money on AI. AI and right. Well, we hear a lot about uh, AI products. We haven't heard that much from them yet in terms of what no, Google. And we can expect that they have something quite significant. What we hear about is that they're behind. Really? Yeah. I don't. I, it seems hard to imagine that. I know. That's what I hear. By the way, let's remember that when the Super Bowl comes... Waymo will be in full force in Phoenix, in Arizona. Waymo is going to be, that's going to be the introduction for their self-driving. And I think we're going to like it. 
Well, your point on, on spending is good. Morgan Stanley last week said the AI risk, the chat GPT risk, uh, is that it could force Google to push out its own models faster, yes. meaning higher CapEx and lower operating margins. Is there that you what go. you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I, my Chapel Trust owns it, and I know that I wanted some spending discipline, so they reversed the buy people that they bought. Are they, sell, are, are they laying off sales? Are computer engineers? Is it... Uh, Computer scientists. I really want to know because there are people who, computer scientists, they hired who cost a fortune right out of school. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I often find these notes are opaque. Who are, you know, it says their rigorous review across product areas. The roles were limiting reflect the outcome of that review. But you don't get to hear what, I mean, one of the things that was interesting was that Zuckerberg actually kind of talked about how much these people were making. At Meta when they did when they announced their Right, and that's one of the reasons why layoffs. that stock took off. Is yep. like, okay, I can put pen uh, to it's paper. A, it's a good question. Of course, they're giving them 16 weeks and then two, two weeks for every year. Um, so nice, decent severance there. I think it's across the board, Jim, but your question's a good one. I don't know the answer. At the same time, you know, there is this focus on over the overhiring, so to speak, that took place during the pandemic, but also... How productive are people? Um, and, you know, some people do come back to Elon Musk at Twitter. Uh, others have reported this as well. I'm hearing, I mean, he's, he's gotten rid of 6,000 of 8,000 people at that company. And if that is a model that says, wait a second, you know what, the person in the middle can stay, but the two other people on either side, you go, and maybe you don't really affect the product that if much? If he gets rid of all 8,000, would it be better? Yeah, it might be. I mean, get down to 400 people. A lot of people it's being like watched closely, though. I mean, this is nothing, 12,000, when you talk no. about 75% of your workforce. People worry the advertisers pulling out because of him. I think that's a natural worry. Uh, look, I, I know we're going to talk about the trial, but the fact is it's been a disaster. And it, it, it's just, it was an ill-founded flip thing that he did that we'll look back and say, wow, I mean, did he really understand the way the corporate law works? Right. Well, we'll talk about uh, that's right. That's journal, that's moving on to the journal the trial today about right. uh, yeah. in, about selling uh, the stock and, and and the case obviously might take the stand today. But as for um, Bryn and uh, and Larry and, and Sergey coming back, does that make sense? I I thought that was very interesting. I don't think it's crisis. I think that they're actually intrigued. This is like an interesting time. But I know there'll be others who say, "Well, wait a second. This thing is." is not, they're not in command of it. They, they feel like that they have to come back and exercise some sort of right to run it. I look at you like, like, like Iger with Disney, but instead I think they're actually kind of interested in, the AI, in AI. The stuff with AI is really important because you know that you're able to do things that we've never thought was possible. David, I could, remember, I could write, you know, people are, 30% of the execs in this country have tried it. And they, they think that maybe it's a way to be able to give speeches, talk to their people, become more eloquent. I mean, it's really rather amazing. Yeah, it, it could be a significant advance, at least in some ways, right. now, David, in terms you, of the way work that, is done. But do you think uh, and we're that, in the very, very, very early stages. But do you think that the whole thing could end up being uh, an existential crisis in the country? In terms of what, replacing people's jobs? Replacing your thought pattern. Yes, like, I think you know, that robot-powered AI. Uh, smarter than. Uh, we're all going to be. Um, we're all going to be in deep trouble. It's the Matrix. It's the beginning. Well, Aaron Levy of Box, we had him on the other day. He, he tweeted that he held, he held a dinner in New York with 15 CIOs, and most of them had already played around with it. He said, "I don't think I've seen a, a technology ripple this quickly." That's exactly. 
I think a lot of us have played around with it and just be amazed at how we can, it allows us to sound smart. And I think a lot of people are going to embrace it because it makes you smarter than you are, make you sound just smart. I mean, it's- Even if it's inaccurate 30, 40, 50% of the time. And expensive. I don't know, I'm just telling you that they're using it. Okay. And I think that Google is, everyone keeps saying the same thing, Google's gonna be left behind. And I don't think these guys wanna be left behind. I find that hard to imagine, that all this time and effort they've been putting into it quietly is gonna leave them behind. I'm just saying what's the the zeitgeist. I'm giving you the zeitgeist. Thank you, thank you. Wendy Kramer's Matt Dash will count down to the opening bell. A lot more to get to today, including some earnings from uh, some consumer finance names, obviously some retail news, and even more layoffs over at Wayfair. Back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. NASDAQ 100 gainers this morning, definitely going to be the ones in the news. Netflix and Alphabet are going to lead you higher today. Got some uh, sell-side guidance on Palo Alto, one reason that's up 2%. The opening bell in a few minutes, and don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Back in a moment. Matt Dash, then the opening bell. Uh, you got some Credit Suisse research you wanted to share? I always use Katie Ubring as the axe on Apple. David, she stepped up, does some more strategy. But Shannon Cross on the conference calls for Apple has always been a joy. Ask great questions, always to the point. Now she's at Credit Suisse, and she's saying that here, top 2023 picks, core holding Apple, likes IBM, and then one of your favorites, Flex. Flex. And you know why she likes Flex? Because of Next Tracker, the IPO that's coming. You referenced it the other day. Actually, we didn't end up doing it the other day. You and I talked about it, but we didn't do it on TV. That's why I. We're talking about Flex. I appreciate that because they are, this is a solar business. They are, right? They are going to explore spinning it. Exactly. Um, What's interesting is they had previously, they stayed away from doing a SPAC deal for it, which was probably good advice. Yeah, so I I just want to welcome Shannon. I think she's fantastic. And uh, her picks, I think, are very, very good. Some very thorough and rigorous research here from Credit Suisse. There you go. All right. All right. I like it. A positive attitude. Never hurt anybody. No. You know, go birds. Sure. Go. No, I can't say that. Uh, Go, go blue. Go Giants. uh, No, I I run scared. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. It's a Philly. You guys are the favorites by what, seven and a half? Yes. What do you gamble? No, but I. NFL did a tweet last night just about Hertz's speed. His speed when he exits the pocket. It's pretty remarkable. I don't know. It's a huge power. Oh, move. I have to hear endlessly about Saquon. Saquon's, Saquon's pretty good. Saquon. Daniel Jones is ah, pretty fast, too. Fly, put him in open space, north, south. Come on. Uh, your point about IBM is a good one. It was yesterday that Moffitt upgraded. Uh, to market perform 140. That was Lisa Ellis, long the biggest detractor of IBM. Basically talking about IT intensity, the percentage of expenses that are in tech among U.S. corporates. And she did like the spinoff of Kindrel. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been the low risk, high high dividend stock that people like in a period where we've fallen in love with the cyclicals. 
and we don't like the Ethereals. I call them, David, the cyclicals versus the Ethereals. Got it. What do you think of that? I love it, Jim. Is that what you he, wanted to hear? He did that. <laughs> Just did. He knows what works. Oh, my God. That was so transparent. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange with the big board today. It is City Harvest uh, serving the hungry in New York City. I think uh, at least Jeffrey Zakarian is helping to ring the bell uh, remotely today. They do incredible work at the NASDAQ. Uh, Disc Medicine, a biopharma treating hematologic uh, disorders. Jim, I know you didn't get to Lilly, but uh, you were looking at that okay, earlier Okay, so this let's morning. go over Lilly. Uh, now, first of all, Lilly, the company has to be disappointed uh, because they didn't get the early nod on their drug for Alzheimer's. I looked at their study, and I have to tell you, I don't think that they had done enough work. They didn't have enough people in the study, and they didn't do it long enough. And they are Eli Lilly, and you you respect Eli Lilly tremendously. And so it was a little surprising. That said, it doesn't change the numbers. And I want to reiterate why people are in Lilly. They're in Lilly because of a drug called Majaro, uh, which is a drug that reduces weight by 15%. It's going to cost $1,700 a month. Uh, it's a shot that you give yourself once a week. Uh, the, the results have been spectacular. Novo Nordisk, if you want to see what they've got, we go the, you'll see the chart of what happens. So let Lily come in. This is what we're going to tell people who belong to the club. Let Lily come in. But remember, you're not in it for that drug. You are in it for the spectacular launch when the FDA says you can use it for more than diabetes. And that's going to be within the next two months. And I think that what's going to happen is that those who can afford it are going to pay out cash. But I had an alpha called uh, row on last night where they give you an exercise program with it. And maybe you can get Humana or United Health to pay for it. Right now they won't. But it is there are people who are taking this drug off label. That's uh, a diabetes drug. And it's going to be, uh, you heard it first, the biggest drug company of all time. Big drug, biggest drug of all time. Biggest drug of all time. Biggest drug of all time. You believe. And even at 1700 bucks a month? Yeah, because they're going to have to pay. They being the insurance companies, yes, the government, because everybody. is the biggest problem in our nation. And I don't think they're going to get away with not being able to pay. But even the initial uh, is going to be remarkable. So those who sell uh, Lily off of what, by the way, I mean, I, I'm doing a drug trial for a drug that I have. And the idea that I could submit it to the FDA with 60 people. They would laugh at me. And I know I'm not Eli Lilly of Kramer Co. But uh, th- that was just not enough people. I-, I was surprised that it got this far. And I, I mean, I could have told them, Lilly, it's David Ricks, and I love him. But no, I mean, you got to do more people longer. I think they felt that because it reduced plaque so quickly that, it, that the FDA would go for it. But, you know, the FDA's, they don't, that, not everybody's idiots. Right. Now you're talking about the Alzheimer's drug. Well, I'm saying the Alzheimer's just, drug, the, I, I didn't just, think the worthy, I don't think they were rigorous enough. I think they deserve to be rejected. You have to have a, a year and you have to have more than 60 people. Come on. It costs what? About, it costs like $60,000 per person when you do a trial, a real good trial. And, you know, you got to get 100 people and you got to have them on for a while. And that's why it was rejected. But I'm in it for Majaro because I think we've seen what Wegovi's done. Wegovi's one is a drug that is approved right now for weight loss, uh, not a lot of side effects, and it's used mostly uh, to in conjunction with people who take drugs that add weight. 
while we're at it, uh, Regeneron gets an upgrade over at JP Morgan on ILEA and uh, Dupixent. Dupixent's uh, been stocks a trying to fill the gap from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Dupixent's been a quandary because you know when they they were out at JP Morgan, the stock got completely hammered. And uh, Len, you, you, the, the CEO, reminded me, uh, look, you, 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 you're missing the whole point. People are, are missing that it's not ILEA anymore, it's Dupixin. Dupixin's a wonder drug. And a lot of people take it in, in, in for uh, if Humira doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But Humira is the greatest selling drug of all time. Yes. So, you know, Dr. Schleifer, I should have said, uh, I think has got something very real. And the people who sold the stock made a mistake. Uh, I think the stock's very good. Very good. Bunch of consumer uh, finance names today, Jim. Ally is, uh, I think, up double digits this morning on uh, a beat, revenue ahead. Uh, looking at assuming used vehicle prices fall another 13% so far this year. Heavily shorted name. People felt that there would be a lot like Discover and Cap One. Cap One, by the way, I think will come back. You know, the ones that everybody's really worried about, I think, are the buy now, pay later ones where. A lot of younger people, uh, David, weren't familiar with the concept of, of buying something and then, then paying for all of it. Well, maybe they were familiar with that concept and they thought this would have let them avoid that. Good point. Yeah. And the companies themselves, nobody thought, look, who would have dreamed that, that Jay Powell, I hope you're feeling better, would have raised rates as quickly as he did. I mean, a year and a half ago, he's being called a guy who was a simpleton who didn't know what he was doing. Then he raises rates so incredibly fast. There's a lot of companies I think that we're going to discover we're in much more trouble than we realize mm-hmm. because of the, of the boom, 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 boom. Yes, yes. That we're familiar with the move up in rates that's taken place over the last year. Why, what is with you and the snide stuff? Today? Sorry, sorry. We actually spoke to Discover yesterday on the ten. Uh, and Barclays today says, uh, I don't think many, including ourselves, expected DFS to be almost flat on the day after that net charge-off guidance, uh, but that there's some appetite to get long consumer finance names based on the forward curve where we're looking at the prospect of cuts. I think that's a good call. I, look, I, they're not my favorite companies. I, I know Capital One is very controversial. And these are controversial because of what they charge people. Uh, yeah, I had eight credit cards when I got out of school. And... You know, you start realizing we, it's not free money, uh, but you do end up paying. And if anyone's ever defaulted, I think you'd be surprised. They find you. They have a special skill. After a series of letters, when the when the ink starts being written yeah. in red, yeah. Yeah, I got caught by uh, Southern Cal, Edison, and Exxon two years after I skip down. Really? Yeah, two years. Wow. They found you. When you're living in your car, you got no address. You feel like you can get away with anything. (laughs) Especially that home insurance. (laughs) You don't need, yeah, you only need your car insurance. It's true. Think of of how much you can cut down. I had home car insurance. Um, Guys, a few stocks that uh, I wanted to mention this morning. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'll play you. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll play you. Let's see how it goes. Go ahead. Good luck, David. I'm going to start with uh, Liberty Media Series C Formula One. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Um, that stock is up uh, as much as 4.5%. There's a Bloomberg story this morning that indicates um, that they had uh, at least uh, attracted interest. Uh, Formula One's owned by Liberty. It's a great deal, of course, uh, that they did some time ago. Uh, that they'd attracted interest from Saudi Arabia's private investment fund. And um, that uh, they had valued the company or were willing to pay at least over $20 billion for it. Now... Of course, the market cap is right now above that. How much was that? 
That was a good amount. How much? Over 20 billion. But they're they're not in talks uh, that I'm aware of. Uh, Bloomberg reported the same. What is interesting here is, and you know this, of course, why has Liberty One, be, uh, why has Formula One become such a valuable property? Because of the series. Because of Netflix. Because of the series on Netflix. In fact, it's led some to believe that perhaps even Netflix one day might consider buying Formula One word for sale. I find that hard in some ways to imagine, but there's certainly a lot of synergy between the two. Netflix, that show, has contributed to the enormous popularity of Formula One. Uh, and that does get us back to Netflix. Stock's up 7.5% now. Well, you know, David, that's because of subtitles. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, this Formula One is a story that I think a lot of us miss, except for you, because you know Maffei. Uh, it's a game changer, and a lot of people are trying to, um, I think, Again, find something that's like that. Don't. Don't find the next Liberty Media. It's Liberty Media. Yeah. Right? Uh, that was... Give them a fake Christmas card? Um, I, I, you know, I like to try and stay in touch that with Greg. Us. Bring them on. Yes, of course. They're all, as you say, I'm in all of their pockets. Every single one of them. You mentioned a media executive, and chances are I know them because I've been doing this for a really long time. Okay, Pelts. And then what... Get some upset is that I also interview them Where you when in? he would prefer to interview them, but I get them. Every so often I win. Every so often. Okay, I had Davos envy, all right? Yeah, I, I didn't have any there. Davos envy. You had, had Davos, Davos envy? envy. Yeah. Really? really? You would have gone? You would have gone. But I have gone. Ugh. I don't know. 3.30 in the morning, it's freezing, you're walking like, on those... On the, I don't like to sleep. Tripping on your way to your little hovel of a room down the hill. That's what I remember. Those people look so special. <laughs> uh, Jim, the names that have uh, announced layoffs this week, uh, Microsoft is roughly flat for the week, I think. Google's going to end the week higher. Yeah. Right. Um, there's Teladoc in there. We uh, mentioned Wayfair now, 10% global workforce. That's going to be about 1,700 employees. Yeah, well, and they I, do move up their adjusted EBITDA uh, break-even target. Well, I mean, I think of, of those, the one that, was I think mystifying to a lot of us was Google was selling it 18 times earnings. So obviously there was something wrong. Uh, I think that, that they've sincerely regretted the, the hiring spree they had in 2022, even as you could argue that they knew their business was going down. So they've corrected that. And I think that's good. Uh, well, as you pointed out, it's hard for HR departments to let go of people that they well, just brought on. Right, well, look, I mean, to get a job in Google, it, like we used to, well, you know, Goldman's very hard to get a job, and I got a job, but to get a job at, at, at Alphabet requires you know, many, many stages in seven, eight, nine weeks. So you can't, like the day that you hire them, say, looks like we got that wrong. That's not the style. It's not really poor. So this is a very good company, and they... I think they're very reluctant to just say, you know what, we can't. We've gone this far and we found these great people, we should let them go. But this discipline is what people wanted to see to get it so it has a more start, premium multiple. We're starting to see discipline across the board. I mean, right. it is, and we're talking about 200,000 jobs roughly now, at least of all, when you add up all the announced layoffs, and obviously there are others that, that are smaller perhaps that aren't so part of an announcement. Near where you have to go. No, but these are high-paying jobs as well, yes, and we're are. talking in this technology sector. There are some of the names, of course. Well, that's why we're seeing real estate go down pretty drastically in California. But overall, um, in aggregate, I mean, J.P. Morgan last night said the, the jobless claims data is not sending a distorted signal. It reflects legitimate strength 
in the labor market. If anything, it the seasonal adjustments may be pushing continuing claims up. Well, that, this is the one. This is why you need those two more rate hikes because there haven't been any highly visible closings. What we need are some of these uh, enterprise software companies that were invented. They need to merge or they need to close. We don't need them. Dang, we may not need them. that have losses. There are. Multiple losses for years and years. And they were funded by, obviously, 0% interest rates, and that, that game ended. And don't you think those stocks are going to have a hard time when yes. the money runs out? I think they are. And there, there it is. That's, I think they that's are. that's not going to be until um, middle of the year. And layoffs can help. Obviously, also getting people back to the office, maybe, and increasing productivity as a result of doing so. Argument to be made there, but most of these companies still have people showing up maybe twice a week, if they're lucky. Maybe twice. I think Alphabet had a very uh, good lead on who was working hard, who was what, doing video games on Friday. Well, that yeah, that, that's I'm starting to hear more of that. People well, that companies are more focused on badge uh, swipes, and actually, are you here? Are you not? Because you've got situations where they're asking people to come back twice a week, and even that is is causing friction. Twice a week. By the way, Iger at Disney asked for four days a week. We'll see. Different story in financial services, where the culture has always been different. But when you're well, talking tech or media, but still the back-to-work story is still going on, and people it's still an interesting on one. Nobody works on Friday. No, people don't work on Friday. No. Or, or no, they're at home working. Mm. They keep. They have, no. There are devices, you know, that you're allowed, oh, yes. that you're able to put in your computer that make it look like you work. It moves your mouse. Did you know that? No, I didn't. You didn't know that? I didn't. It moves, it moves your, mouse, your mouse so people think that you're... Yeah. That really? You're, yes. It's all... Full, they can, it's kind of like a player uh, Of course piano. there are. Why, it, no, like, there are. Yeah. Where it makes us like, oh, wow, Kramer's really working his butt <laughs> off over there. Or you can no, maybe you can just get ChatGPT to pretend it's you. <laughs> oh, my God. Here I am. <laughs> it's better than you. Yeah, it's better right. than you. It's better than you. It's like the Matisse that I've I made when I was my out job at, with NVIDIA. AI, but I'm still getting paid. Perfect. Exactly. What a country. How about the setup for next week, Jim? We're going to get, I mean, the earnings list, Microsoft, oh, GE, no. J&J, ServiceNow, Love, I mean, the airlines, transportation. Well, um, what Does the setup feel good or is this is the layoff dynamic, you think, pointing to something more ominous? I think that there's enough negativity that the setup could be good. And I'll give you a great example. One of, one of America's best companies, Johnson & Johnson, my travel trust owns it forever. It's really terrific. Uh, the stock was at you know 186 um, in April of last year. It's down to 169. It's it's uh, breaking up into consumer products versus medical device and pharma, and that that stock's up 2.6 percent yield. I, I like that. I like that kind of thing. I mean that that kind of thing could work. Uh, Microsoft down a third. I don't know. Microsoft they announced the layoffs. We got to find out whether they did they do them out of strength or weakness, and that's what we're going to start seeing. People are saying, like, for instance, the Cowan piece today about Salesforce, the downgrade, mm -hmm. doing layoffs out of weakness. So the story will be, did they have too many people and they have good revenues or are they just doing poorly and they've got to let people go? And the Cowan piece said that Salesforce is doing poorly and Mark Benioff has to be, let people go. And it talked about constant currency only growing 13 percent, the worst ever. I felt the piece was critical. Do you uh, do you agree with it or not? No, I thought it was too mean-spirited, friend. All right. Do you agree with it or not? I think that there are three activists in there, and they have to... They have to... Three. Three. Yeah. Three. And that's so, a lot of activists. That's a lot of activists. That's a lot of activity. 
your Benny off, man. It's like, wait, wait. Like, oh, I got two arms. Ben, my head. Yeah. <laughs> His head will swivel a lazy Susan. But uh, I do think that, that he has a lot to, uh, uh, to demonstrate that he's not, his company's not losing strength. And so companies that fire from strength, yes. Companies that fire from weakness, damn. The, the, the most interesting one to see will be ServiceNow. Because Bill McDermott, yeah, Bill McDermott has been on saying things are great, things are great, things are great. And the stock is still down considerably. It's a very big service now, by the way, is a very, very big company. And I got to tell you, service now will be the tail of the tape. That's what I want to know. 621 was the high. It's at 429. If service now rallies, then you're going to have a real good week. Yeah, we'll see. Salesforce CRM, at least, still the third best Dow stock of the year. But up, the, up 10%. Three activists. Yeah. David, is there anyone else other than activists? Like, <laughs> There's a lot of activism, some of which we know about, some of which we don't. I, I don't think everybody's aware that there are three activists oh, no, of CRM. Of, but that's what I call N-E-W-S. Yes, news. No, I know. <laughs> you, you did sneak it in there with me, I think, last week, too. But yeah. I think you're right, also. No, I made it up. <laughs> well, there is that. Holding 3,900 uh, on this Friday. Uh, let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Uh, dead even on the advanced decline line. Uh, down week, but an up year. And some of it's starting to look a lot like 2021. So take a look at the leadership uh, today. Again, semis holding up pretty well. Parts of the tech sector looking pretty good. Communication services a little bit above uh, average as well. And we're still seeing some uh, lag in some of the consumer staples and some of the defensive sectors. Uh, mega cap tech, uh, you know, Alphabet is leading. We've had a great week. It's up 4%. Uh, here today, NVIDIA, Meta, uh, Amazon, uh, all leading. Uh, it, it, it's just been a real, I call it, let's get the band back together again, looking like 2021 at this point. Uh, as for uh, some of the other stocks are uh, also modestly the upside. Tech job cuts, I think, is a real key story here uh, today to look at what's going on here. Uh, this is a very small part of the overall jobs. It's low single digits for all these companies, 6% over at Alphabet. And the, the thing I keep hearing this morning from everybody is, this is okay, this is good, it's going to help prop up earnings, but you, you can't cut your way to higher stock price. You can't keep doing that. That'll work today, but not Tomorrow, you, we need to see some kind of reacceleration of growth coming on uh, at this point. And uh, that's what's not clear. I'll say this. The market is starting to believe it could be possible. This is what I keep saying. It looks a lot like 2021. Look at the leadership group uh, this year. Semiconductors, communication services, consumer discretionary technology. This is 2021. And, and look at the lag. Look at the leadership, the laggards uh, this year. Again, this looks like a lot like 2021 here. Uh, now, it's only three weeks, so it could change. But the market's acting like we could get some reacceleration of growth. Uh, and it's not just the sectors. It's the individual leadership. It's, uh, you know, let's bring back the band. Uh, the old growth stocks are back. Uh, and Microsoft is sort of the lone holdout for the year. This is for the for the year on the. This is the old classic leadership group for 2021. Go down to the next group here. You see Tesla. You know Apple's on the upside uh, as well. And there's Microsoft, which is the lone kind of holdout amongst big cap growth stocks. So it's very interesting. The market wants to believe that reacceleration of growth is possible in the old growth names. Uh, we'll see. It's still very tentative. As for where we are on earnings, uh, 55 companies have reported. Okay, so it's what, 12% of the S&P? It's still very early. But in general, 
the thing that I see here is fewer companies are out there beating estimates. Uh, I have 69% beating. Usually you get about 80% beating. And they're beating by a smaller amount. The beats are smaller. Uh, and that may be because analysts have not cut the estimates uh, enough. Uh, earnings are flat for Q1 and Q2. That's what we care about. Basically flat. Everybody is hiding out in the fourth quarter where earnings are expected to grow by 10%. So, Carl, uh, a lot of hopium out there for the second half of the year right now. Back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks so much, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, let's check bonds today. Going to be interesting uh, in wake of the uh, expected options expiration today on equities. But the Fed speak window, uh, the blackout window does begin pretty much tomorrow. So one final blast as we got the 10-year back around 345. Two-year, of course, as you know, has had quite a week. But for now, back just shy of 4-2. We are back after a break. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. SLB, the old slumber shade, delivered an amazing quarter. The stock's up 90, uh, 86 cents, probably goes higher, but it's had a remarkable year, so you're not coming in early. But look out, it's been great. Big div hike. Big div yes. hike, much more than I thought. Nice cufflinks. Oh, look at that. I'm wearing cufflinks that have the eagles on them. Well, what, what, wouldn't you know it? Yes, it's a Philly thing. Let's go, birds. Uh, it's going to be a great, great game. It will be a big game. This last week's any indication, and the week before that for you guys. No, no. I mean, look, the season's been great. I, I thought that the networks would make more money. But ratings have been good. Yeah, but not, where's the money? Show me the money, Formula One. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk on Monday, and we'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. When we come back, a lot more on Netflix uh, beating subs. Uh, that leadership uh, shuffle plus Alphabet cutting 12,000 jobs. Dow's down 36. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.